Hello and welcome back to the Apex Delta Coaching Podcast. Today, the topic I wanted to talk about is muscle hypertrophy, or more commonly, muscle growth. So I wanted to talk about the underlying mechanisms that control hypertrophy, control muscle gain, and then dig into how we can then practically apply those those techniques, those mechanisms in our training. So the science behind muscle growth, and then how we actually train to increase the size of our of our muscles so i'm going to break this down into almost like a little mini series so separate parts with yeah the separate episodes for each component mechanism each component part of of muscle gain and we are i'm going to start off this one talking first about uh, mechanical tension and the the role that it plays in in muscle gain so i wanted to start off with a little bit of background to this topic, um, a background to kind of muscle gain and, and what it is and how it relates to um, the training we can do. So it's a well-established concept that lifting more weight progressively over time leads to increased strength and also muscle gain, muscle size. Um, this is evident through um, looking at uh, bodybuilders, looking at anybody who trains regularly within a kind of gym setting within sort of resistance training modalities, training types. Um, as generally it's seen that that's how we can increase muscle. The, those individuals that are doing that training over time will progressively increase their muscle size so long as they're fitting within certain parameters and the kind of hypertrophy uh, principles that we're kind of we're going to talk about uh, in these next few episodes. And that's yeah, it's, it's a it's a standard way of increasing our muscle size is by doing strength training. It's it's an effective way to overload our body and pr- produce a stimulus in our body that then promotes that, that that increase in the size of our muscles. And I think it's important to understand the, the, the underlying mechanisms to this. We don't necessarily have to have an, a, a hugely in-depth understanding from a sense of uh, being able to understand all of the very nuanced physiological systems and uh, receptors and um, different pathways within our body to, to that the create these things, these muscle gains, but having a basic overview of the the mechanisms that that can promote muscle gain can really help us to um, better apply them to our training, to improve what we do and how then we can maximize the the effectiveness, maximize the output that we can get from our training towards those muscle gain goals. So effectively, if we understand better what we're doing and why we're doing it, then we can um, improve the way we train towards that goal of muscle gain. So I want to talk um, now about uh, what is hypertrophy, what is muscle gain? Um, This is kind of a bit of a strange one because it might seem a little bit obvious as to what this is. It's the increase of our muscles, the size of our muscles. Uh, It's a little bit more, um, well, there's a little bit more to it than just just that, just the increase of our size of our muscles. So it is specifically, it's the increase of the the volume of the individual muscle size, muscle fibers. This increase in volume leads then to the increase in total muscle size. So I've attached some videos below in the show notes that um, are really interesting and really helpful to kind of visualizing this concept, specifically one by um, a a guy called Dr. Andy Galpin, where he um, goes over kind of like what a muscle looks like and then how um, that hypertrophy really is driven on a kind of a cellular level, on a individual muscle fiber level. Um, so if you're interested in this this kind of idea of how we get muscle growth through the individual fibers, then have a watch that video that I've uh, linked down in the show notes. 
about five to six minutes and it's a really nice visual representation of, of this concept. So the increase in those muscle fibers happens because we, um, through training, promote a an increase in the, the protein content within those individual fibers. So the actual stuff essentially that's inside them increases. This process of adding muscle protein to the um, to the individual fibers is is really simply known as muscle protein synthesis. So it's the creation, the synthesis of additional muscle protein that is added on to those individual fibers that then when you think about a, a muscle being made up of um, hundreds and or thousands of individual fibers, obviously if they all individually get a little bit bigger, the muscle as a whole gets bigger and that's what we know as, as hypertrophy. That's when we see that the muscles and the muscles all over the body start to increase in size. It's from that that muscle size increase on a single fiber level to then the whole muscle. Moving specifically into um, mechanical tension, um, what it is, and then leading into then how how it um, then leads into muscle gain hypertrophy. So muscles contain uh, receptors. It's a, it's a fairly contentious subject as to what these receptors are and where they are. But all we need to know for the sake of this is that muscle fibers, individual muscle fibers contain receptors, like a bit like nerves that receive a signal, they detect a signal, and then they send a response in response to that that signal. So in this respect, they detect when a muscle is being stretched by producing a force against an external load. So for example, when we hold a barbell in our hand or hold a dumbbell in our hand, and we go to do a bicep curl, what happens there is the muscles, there is receptors in the muscles, they um, perceive that stretch. So when our muscle is exerting a force against that dumbbell, that weight in our arm, they detect that, that, that stretch in the muscle that has happened because we're trying to produce force to do the bicep curl. And then they send that, um, that signal, that reception onto different pathways or molecular, molecular and um, other pathways within our body that then causes signaling to increase the muscle protein synthesis. So that step we talked about before of the, uh, the muscle protein synthesis is increased when we have that signal from the muscle that there's a stretch been initiated, some kind of force has been applied against an external load. This then leads to, so the protein muscle protein synthesis, which is then adding in that muscle, um, the protein to the muscle fibers and then hypertrophy, so muscle gain then occurs from those individual fibers up to the whole muscle. So that's kind of a simple overlook of how mechanical, what mechanical tension is, and then how that leads then into um, hypertrophy, so muscle gain. How can we cause this, this, muscle, um, this muscle tension? So how can we increase the mechanical tension across our muscles? And so then obviously how can we then create hypertrophy? So a little bit of background into how our muscles produce force and then how that relates into this concept. So our muscles produce force by recruiting um, a certain number of, of muscle fibers. So those individual muscle fibers, which are the smaller components of the bigger muscle within something called a motor unit within our muscle. So a motor unit is just all the nerves essentially that, that cause our muscles, our muscle fibers to contract. Uh, and each motor unit, which is quite small, may, might attach to maybe 10, maybe 100, maybe 1,000 individual muscle fibers. So each motor unit is responsible for causing a contraction, causing 
um, a, a motion within those muscle fibers that are attached to that individual muscle motor unit. Each motor unit only recruits um, the muscle fibers that it's attached to. And then when we try to produce a movement, only the motor units that are needed to produce that force are recruited. So what that means is that we don't ever produce um, more force than is needed to move the object. So for example, if we're lifting up a 10 kilo dumbbell and we're doing that bicep curl, our, our, our bicep, our arm, the muscles, and the individual muscle fibers within our bicep are gonna only produce enough force to overcome that, that the weight that we're holding in our hand. So that overcome that 10 kilos. So it's producing enough force for us to lift that 10 kilos up thinking about then different types of muscle contraction. If we're doing the lifting up, so if I'm bringing it towards my shoulder, that's a concentric muscle action. So it's a concentric contraction. And that just means that there's more force being put in than um, the weight of the dumbbell. So it's moving up. Then if my muscle is going down, so on the lowering, that means then that there's the weight of the dumbbell is greater than the force that's being produced. So my muscle is then going longer. So I'm dropping from my shoulder back down to an extended arm. If I have then mid the middle, so the midpoint between that, where my muscle is neither getting shorter or getting longer, it's it's in a held position, so it's not changing length, that's an isometric contraction. So that's when the force I'm producing with my bicep and the, the weight are equal, so nothing's happening, nothing's moving. This is like pushing it on the wall and then it's an isometric contraction because you're pushing into that wall and the ball is pushing back at exactly the same amount of force. So nothing's happening, you're not moving anywhere. So within that idea, then the motor units are recruiting the muscle fibers and they only recruit the muscle fibers needed to produce the force to overcome whatever um, external load you might have or produce the movement as is needed. Uh, the motor, motor units are then recruited in size order. So I talked about a little bit earlier that certain motor units have less muscle fibers and certain have more. So they're recruited in size order from the smallest to the largest. That just means the ones with the least amount of muscle fibers are produced, are, are um, recruited first. And then subsequently, as the demand for force increases or those individual fibers get fatigued, more and more the bigger muscle units are, or motor units are recruited to continue being able to apply the, the force that's needed to, to produce that movement. Um, this is primarily controlled by something called the force velocity curve. So this is the speed of the movement in relation to the amount of weight or the, 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 the load that you're lifting. What this basically means is that faster contractions need less force because there's less weight. This is an easy one to think about in terms of if a weight is lighter, you can move it faster versus a weight is heavier, you can move it slower. This is to do with the force velocity curve and the fact that when something is heavier, we can't move it as quickly as when something is lighter. So faster contractions need less force and they, because they use less motor units. This is the case because of the force velocity curve as we just talked about, whereby if I'm moving something faster, it's going to be lighter versus if I can move something slower, it's probably going to be heavier. This then means that the opposite, so slower contractions use more force because the weight is likely heavier. Um, and so they recruit more motor units. So just think fast contractions, less force because the weight's lighter, slower contractions, more force because the weight's heavier. The amount of effort then we put in 
to those movements determines how much force is produced. So obviously if I'm lifting a really lightweight and I put low effort in, it moves relatively slower versus if I have that same weight and put more effort in, I'm gonna move it faster. Uh, this is then relevant in terms of recruitment because if we put more effort in, in terms of trying to move a weight faster, we're gonna get more mechanical tension. There's gonna be more um, stretch in that muscle. We're putting more force through the muscle and the individual muscle fibers. So there's gonna be a greater amount of mechanical tension produced in, in that case. But we need to match that then with the force velocity curve. So what that means is that we need to be looking to lift heavier loads and those heavier loads are then gonna be moved relatively slowly. If we're moving them too quickly, we're not gonna generally produce enough force because the weight's probably gonna to be too light. This more force that's generated and the greater motor unit recruitment leads to greater mechanical tension, as we talked about, which leads to more signaling within the molecule, um, molecular signet and different pathways, which leads to more protein synthesis, which is our hypertrophy, so our muscle gain. So talking now about what role uh, fatigue plays in mechanical tension. So this is kind of um, up the other side of it, aside from the, the speed and the weight we're lifting, we're thinking about the, the fatigue in terms of the movement as well. So as muscles uh, fatigue, as they get tired essentially, as they run out of the ability to, to produce force and contract, more motor units need to be recruited to be able to apply the same level of force. So as individual muscles get fatigued, we start using other muscles, other motor units and other muscle fibers to still be able to produce that same level of force. This means that we have the more muscle fibers producing force and then again, that leads to greater mechanical tension. So what does this mean for us? This means that if we lift lighter loads or relatively lighter loads and lifted to fatigue or near fatigue, that means that, or near failure, sorry, that means that we have greater motor unit recruitment, which means more mechanical tension, and again, greater protein synthesis or hypertrophy. So then I wanna talk about now how we apply this to training. So how do we practically take this idea of mechanical tension and all the things we've talked about, and how do we apply that into our training to promote muscle gain and essentially optimize what we can do in terms of gaining muscle? So based on the underlying mechanisms of mechanical tension that we, we've talked about, there's two things we can really look to do and apply to our training that are going to help us um, or, or benefit us in terms of increasing the amount of mechanical tension we can we can provide and we can create, which then increases the amount of hypertrophy we can get, so the amount of muscle gain we can get. So the first of these two things is to lifting relatively heavy weights at moderate tempos, and this is usually going to correspond to somewhere between the 60 to 90% of a one rep maximum weight. As a, as a sort of percentage. So 60 to 90% is kind of where we wanna be. That's meaning that we're lifting relatively heavy weight. So it's gonna be something that's not too light so that we move it too fast and it doesn't recruit enough of those motor units. But equally, if we go too heavy, we're probably gonna be moving too slow and then we can't necessarily recruit the all of the motor units that we look for. We're only gonna be recruiting the strongest in that sense. The second thing we want to think about is pushing sets to near failure. So this is approximately going to be uh, an eight RPE or rate of perceived exertion, which means generally in terms of a, a more sort of common idea is that we're gonna have about two to three reps or less left in the tank on all our sets. What this means is that we want to be taking our training with relatively heavy weights to near failure. 
and then over time we can accumulate more volume and increase the weights we're lifting to be able to apply a greater and greater stimulus. But I'll talk more about this in future podcasts where we discuss progression and how to program progression. So that's the first of uh, these mini episodes on muscle hypertrophy and the, the kind of the mechanisms that underlie that. I'm then going to talk about some other mechanisms that rely rely uh, or uh, add into our um, hypertrophy training and how we can increase our size, um, and also then how they relate back to mechanical tension as the kind of the main um, the main way that we can increase uh, or promote hypertrophy. So if you've enjoyed listening to this episode. Um, let me know please if you can maybe leave a review on whatever platform or just let me know personally if you are interested in learning any more about this subject i've included some uh, in- interesting and uh, good resources down below in the show notes um some of them are a little bit more heavy on the science but there are also some nice videos in there as well that that um are a little bit more easy to digest and easy to kind of understand the principles behind them and how they relate to this training so if you uh want to find out more about me um please just check out my social media so you can find me on instagram at at, uh, apex delta coaching um or you can just reach out to me send me a message send me a dm an email um i'll link all of that in the show notes below uh and yeah hope you enjoyed the episode hope you learned something from this this and i hope uh you tune in for the uh upcoming episodes on similar mechanisms and hypertrophy